Hello and welcome to the Courage Project podcast. I am your host, Elise Vickers, and today we are going to be talking about feeling your emotions without letting them consume you. Mmm, yeah, big one. This is a big one. But before we get right into the juice of this episode, I want to just collectively settle in with a nice deep breath. So take a moment to gather your attention to the breath. Feel it come in through your nostrils, not changing anything, not adjusting your breath, just noticing how it feels coming in through your nostrils. And together, let's just deepen that breath for one nice, intentional, full breath. So on your own time, take a cleansing inhale. And let it all go with an exhale. All right, thank you for joining me for that, if you did. Now, this topic of emotions, it's all very new to me, but was definitely a lesson that I needed to learn. And I say that emotions is like a new topic to me because I think for so much of my life, I have been that person that just represses emotions and I never really allowed myself to actually feel them. And I don't know if that's because I just never really felt safe to feel them. I'm still working on that why part. (laughs) But regardless, I have never been the person to experience and express my emotions. And that was up until recently when I was put into a situation which clearly the universe knew that it was time to start learning how to experience emotions. And I was honestly really proud of myself for the way that I did handle this situation that I was put into, which was what really inspired this conversation. And I felt really called to kind of share things that really helped me work through this situation in hopes that it might help you work through future situations with your emotions as well. Because... On the other side of this now, I realize that it's really common to not allow ourselves to experience emotions. I see it in myself and now that I'm able to see it in myself, I can see it in so many others. And not that I'm saying it's like a bad thing, but you know when you just become aware of something And then now you start to see it everywhere in other people, in other things, you know? It's just that kind of a situation where I'm like, okay, this is actually something we could probably talk about more and address so that we can experience emotions in more of a healthy way. Collectively. I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool. (laughs) So in, in light of speaking about being consumed by our emotions... That's kind of the other end of the spectrum, right? Is like we either repress those emotions and don't allow ourselves to feel them and don't allow ourselves to express them, 
or we get overly consumed in an emotion almost unwillingly or unconsciously, I would like to say. And we blindly give that emotion power over us. Now, I want to note that we can be consumed by both the emotions that we call positive emotions and the ones that we call negative emotions. I think it's most commonly the negative emotions that we let consume us that actually causes us more problems. But I also do think that the positive side can be problematic when you when you really get overly consumed in it. However, I am going to be speaking probably more to the negative side and the negative emotions that consume us more unwillingly because that was more of what my experience was speaking to the experience that really brought about this conversation. So I'm gonna go into a few things that I think really helped me move through my emotions in this situation that I had experienced. And I was really proud of the way that I actually allowed myself to experience the emotions that were coming up rather than just avoiding them and shoving them under the rug like I usually would have in previous versions of myself, which clearly had to change, wasn't working for me. So the first thing that I think really helped me significantly is that you need to be able to distance yourself from the situation that has evoked that emotion in you. And distance doesn't mean necessarily like physical distance. It could be giving yourself time, space in the form of like time. And that is why I think time can be your greatest ally in situations like this because oftentimes we get really emotional and in the heat of those emotions, we get very reactive and we let those emotions overrule our entire system and we act based on that emotion, which I know it can be really difficult when you're in the heat of that moment, in the heat of those emotions, It can be really difficult to distance yourself and to take that step back, but coming down from the height of the emotions before responding, before acting, before like literally speaking, doing anything can be so, so beneficial. Like literally you take one step back, you get a whole new perspective and then maybe you take two steps back and your perspective and response and whatever you would have done will change entirely so it's really powerful to really just take that time which is probably one of the hardest things to do when you're actually in the situation which takes a lot of consciousness and a lot of intention and it'll come as you like have this in your mind and can like move about your life with that because then you'll find yourself noticing when you're in a situation that's emotionally heated and you can be like okay, yes, I'm supposed to slow down and like kind of retrain that pathway in your mind to instead of react, to take that step back instead. Like that's your, that's your reaction. That's your response to something that is triggering to you. And that takes time and practice to form that new pathway or reform that pathway, but it does take like that conscious awareness too. I think another really, really important point when we're talking about emotions 
is to honor whatever emotions come up. All of your emotions get to be experienced and expressed. And they all get to be sacred. And this was a big block for me for like so much of my life because I honestly, I remember my therapist telling me to like experience my emotions and allow myself to experience them and to sit with my emotions and all these things just never really resonated with me. I knew it needed to happen, but I just didn't quite know how. Like I felt like I was just, I'm here, I'm on my own little island and over there is my emotions and experiencing my emotions and being with my emotions. But there just, there wasn't a bridge. Like I didn't know how to get there. And I never really was given those tools. But what I found actually really helped me was to try to name the emotions that I was feeling. And this really helped me because Honestly, for so much of my life, I was just numb to that. Like I was just avoiding even feeling at all. So one thing that really came up for me was that I was like, I don't even know what emotions are. <laughs> like, if that makes sense, like I actually, what I did was I looked up like list of different kinds of emotions and I started to just really in whatever I was reading or consuming within media trying to pick out words and vocabulary that sounded like emotions and I just had this little like dial set in my head to really like pick that up so I started to increase my vocabulary around what emotions are and being able to then attach those to certain experiences in my life and this was all the process that helped me to be able to sit and name these emotions as they were coming up. So trying to name them, even if you don't feel like you have a big vocabulary of all the different emotions that there are, because there's so many different words you could use. Like it could literally be I'm sad. And maybe later on that evolves to I'm disappointed or something that's an extent of the word sad. But make it easy on yourself and you honestly at first you don't even have to label it with a word you could just acknowledge that you're feeling emotional you have some feeling boiling up within you and it's like i don't even know what it is but i'm feeling that is even a big first step for someone who doesn't acknowledge their emotions or has numbed that piece of yourself and I feel like this sounds like an attack, but I'm literally saying this because this was me. Like, this was what I was going through. I was really numbing my own emotions. Another thing that I actually really found helped me was music. It can be a really great tool in supporting your emotions in rising up to the surface and actually being seen. Because music just has this incredible power to transport you almost out of your head and into your body. And this can be in so many different ways, whatever resonates with you. I think, I don't know, when I think of music, you know, you, you listen to a song and it transports you back to a memory that's so vivid. Like, have you ever had that? I've literally had that so many times and it blows me away. Like, it's like I'm reliving that memory just triggered by a song. But I've also been so connected to music lately in just the frequencies that it holds. And, you know, 
I'm sure everyone's experienced like certain songs can make you feel so happy or make you energized to go work out or make you feel sad or you know like aggravate you or calm you there's so much power to sound in healing or also the opposite I guess but a few ways that I use sound to process and feel my emotions one could be singing um that doesn't have to be like actually making your own song (laughs) I don't know if that's what you would have thought of but that just kind of like came to my mind that that could have been interpreted that way I don't know and but what really actually this was an interesting experience that I had but I was singing along to a song and the vibration of my voice in my chest and in my throat and literally just throughout my whole body like it just vibrated at this frequency that was healing I don't know if that makes sense I mean if you've ever been in a yoga class where you've practiced OM or any of those sounds sound therapy so so powerful in feeling that like in your cells so I found even using my own voice just singing along with certain songs and I feel like this is like for certain songs and not all songs. The music I'm thinking of when I say this is more of the type of music you kind of listen to in like yoga class or the like kind of more spiritually type of music. I don't know, that's the only word that's coming to mind right now. I can't think of another word to describe the music. So hopefully you can understand what I'm trying to get across here. Um, Other ways to use music, dance, literally just let your body move through these emotions, let your body express them. I mean, there's so much to be experienced when you can drop out of your head and into your body and like even just close your eyes and let your body move. It doesn't have to look pretty. It's probably better if it doesn't look pretty because then you're not trying so hard to look pretty, but I don't know. All dance is beautiful. Anyways, so dance, get in your body, literally just like shake it out. And another thing, kind of back to like the vocal vibration type of thing, is literally just like sit and feel that music. Like just literally feel it in your body, feel it in your cells. I'll often like sit with my eyes closed, even hands on my heart and feel the vibration of the notes in my body. So back to honoring whatever emotions come up and ways to experience your emotions. Another one is journaling. And I know that this can be a little bit foreign if you're not really in the habit of journaling. Because I know a lot of people would suggest journaling to me and I would always be like, "Mm, I don't know how though, like it doesn't really resonate. If this really doesn't resonate, then don't do it. But if you want to maybe give it a try, I think a good way to journal through emotions is literally just start writing like what you think you're feeling. Even if it's like, I feel sad, why you're feeling sad, start writing and see how it evolves as you start to fill the page. I often find that I start out thinking I'm not gonna have anything to write, and then I'm like writing so fast that I can't keep up with my mind. I would even suggest to set an intention before you start writing to just allow whatever needs to come up to be seen. 
and really just writing down these feelings, these emotions or whatever is going through your mind gives it so much less power over you. I also like this other way of thinking of journaling is you could write in the form of a letter. And this could be like writing a letter to someone else, maybe expressing the emotions if someone else evoked these emotions in you. You could write it also to maybe your future self or past self. So say your future self, if what you're feeling is guilt or shame, you can kind of confess to your future self. Or also to your past self, you could forgive them for what they did that maybe is causing you to feel that like regret or shame or whatever emotion is coming up because of something you did in the past. Or thank them even for doing that. Thank them for giving you a lesson to learn out of it. And I think it's so important to really be intentional about honoring those emotions that come up, not shoving them away, not repressing, because feeling them is actually the best way to not let them consume you. And this is also where that piece of time comes back in and allowing yourself to take the time before reacting to feel those emotions and honestly like literally just slow down like we we're moving so fast these days with text messages and easy access to people and always being on the go and hustle culture and consumer culture it's just like everything is always moving so fast i just was thinking about this the other day like literally not even 30, 40 years ago, obviously I wasn't alive then, so this time scale is probably a little off, but the way of communicating was letters. Like, it, imagine how long it took to write and mail a letter and get to someone, where today I think the expectation is to respond to text messages and comments and whatever it is within, like, minutes it makes us move so fast and it almost puts us into this reactive state. But when we can actually consciously take that step back to just slow down, there is so, so much power in that. And in taking that step back, literally just sit in the emotion. No matter how ugly it is, this is where we really experience it in the way that we were meant to. And we can move forward with a sense of peace and actually having more control over that emotion rather than allowing that emotion to have control over us. And oftentimes a sign that we've moved too fast through emotions is that it keeps coming up in the same way and it will keep coming up until you've learned the lesson that you're meant to learn from it. And that's not to say that like once you've felt one emotion and really feel like you've felt it, it's never gonna happen again but you'll just experience it in a different way. You know, you experience that same emotion in a different way than you would have if you hadn't taken the time to really be with it and learn from it. I also had just a couple of questions to kind of keep in mind when you are in an emotional experience, is to ask yourself where your power is. Did you hand your power over into the hands of someone else or something else that's causing these emotions to arise within you? How can you call back your power and act in a way that's true to you and not just reactive 
to that situation or that person. And this one is for my empaths or other energy sensitive people. Do these emotions really belong to you? Or are they just a projection of someone else's energy that you've absorbed and taken on as your own? Because often in these emotionally heated situations, if one person brings a certain level of energy to a situation, us empaths or energy sensitive people can easily and often unconsciously take on that energy as our own and we just rise into that level or even stoop down to that level. And that's not actually true to us. And the last thing to kind of ponder on is, are your thoughts and actions that have resulted from this emotion driven by your ego, which often looks like maybe trying to prove someone wrong, prove that you're right, trying to win an argument, trying to assert yourself as dominant, or are you acting as your higher self would? And that might look a little different for everyone, but take a second to think of this situation occurring to your highest self. And what would they do in that situation? How would they respond? How would they move forward? Oftentimes it is not that trying to prove other people wrong, trying to win an argument, all those things that I mentioned with ego. And however you move forward, move forward with love and your best intentions at heart. This is often how your highest self would and you can literally never do the wrong thing from this place because you will never feel guilt or regret or feel like you've done the wrong thing. And ultimately that's really what matters. If you have the best intentions at heart, you truly can't do the wrong thing because you are ultimately the judge of whether what you've done is right or wrong. You are the one that's either gonna feel regret based on your actions or feel at peace and feel proud of yourself with the way you handle the situation. Because remember, the energy with which you do things speaks so much louder than the thing you're doing itself. So I hope that this helps you become a little bit more aware of your emotions and maybe even equipped you with some tools to experience and move through them in a little bit of a healthier way than maybe you previously have. If you found this helpful or even just enjoyed listening, share it with a friend who might also benefit from it. And send me a message on Instagram if this spoke to you. Even just send me like a heart or maybe three hearts, whatever feels right to you, and I'll know what you're talking about. I am sending you so much love and gratitude for choosing to spend some time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I am wishing you the most beautiful day whenever you're listening in. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!